Yay, there we go, and we're recording. Good afternoon. Hello. Hello. What's the date today? It's the something of May. 5th. 5th of May. 5th of May. 5th of May. And it's a Sunday. And we have got a bottle of Vega. Is it Rocca? Do you want to say Rocca? Do you think? I think it's Rocca. Like Rocca. as in Rioca. Rioca, yes. Because it is Spanish. Yes, 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 yes. But it's actually a Merlot. Is <laughs> it a Merlot? Yeah, because it's a Merlot. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Vega, 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 Rocca, Rocca. Anyway, it's Merlot. It's very nice because today the letter is V. The letter V. So that's Vega. Vega. Does that translate as another thing? Is it the place where it comes from? Uh, it, it says oh. this juicy lamello was harvested from the wine central vineyards of Spain. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Soft plum and black cherry flavours. Did yes. you get that? Yes. Uh, it's so uh, fruity. It's definitely yeah. fruity. Uh, define this smooth, velvety red. Okay. I feel like there should be a word at the end of that. Yeah. Define this smooth. Oh, this smooth comma. Comma, right? Velvety, velvety right. right? Okay. Oh, velvety. There we go. Velvety. The there you go. Uh, velvety and works wine. a treat with grilled lamb or paella or just podcasts. Brilliant, yeah. fantastic. Made especially. Very no, nice. Just as Espana. Espana. Mm. I like the bottle. It's, yes, very, the bottle it's a very nice. pretty bottle and it's embossed. Mm, you like I it. like that. Yeah, you're very good at finding these wines. It's all down to Asda. <laughs> a wine, a wine for every letter. Very, yeah, Asda <laughs> has a very good selection of wines. Very good. And yeah, we're still waiting for the Asda sponsorship. Yes. If it ever happens, it never happens. So the letter B. Now, you, one of the reasons you like letter B, of course, is vampires, isn't it? Of course, yes. Vampires, I love my vampires and vampires. my vampire folklore. Yes. And you've, you've been a fan of vampires for a long time, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Yes. And you've got a lot of books about vampires, haven't you? I do, yes. Yes. Yeah. When did you first get into vampires, Keely? Um, I think it was definitely teenage years. Uh, 14, 15, yeah. started reading the um, Vampire Diaries. Yes. Um, just my friend had the books and then she borrowed them, uh, lent them me. Um, and I guess it really kind of really took off from there. Did you read them all in order? Did, or did you pick up one and read it and go back to any or? Have you uh, no, I, I ran, it was a trilogy and I, ran, yeah. I, I read them all in order. In order, yeah. Um, and now, of course, they've made a TV series which um, I don't like because it doesn't stay true <laughs> to the books. <laughs> So I was, I kind of got through the first episode of it and went, it's already gone off piste. I'm yes. not bothering to watch it anymore. And you gave up on it. I gave, up on, gave, the, up, I gave on up on the TV show. I was very excited, and then I just, uh-huh. yeah, it's it's one of those things. If you read the books first, it sometimes yeah. gets it for you. Yeah. The films aren't always true, but no, sometimes they do good job. So, vampire movies or TV shows, what mm-hmm. would you rate there then? I really I like Lost Boys. Lost Boys, I yeah. Lost Boys is a really yeah. good, um, uh, good fun vampire movie. You know, it's it's got the folklore in it. It's got the ones that kind of don't do it. Yeah. Uh, I love the grandpa in it. Yes. It's, yeah. it's just one of those nostalgic movies that are great. And I also really like Dracula as well. But that's not really a vampire movie. That's a love story. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Well, yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because, I mean, it's... Um, and then the fascinating thing is, I think it's something with Lost Boys, it's very much of its time. And I think that's the, most, that's the clever way a vampire movie... Well, that's suppose any type of horror movie, but certainly vampire movies, if they are set in that particular time, they're able to like reinvent the genre, because that was a very 80s movie, mm. Lost Boys. Yeah, yeah. relied a lot on 80s culture. Um, and part of that helped, I think. I mean, you've got the two young lads who run a, run a comic store, you know, and then you've got this basically band of goths who, mm. you know, just sort of like do their own thing who actually turn out to be a vampire. So tapping into the, I suppose, the 
what was going on at the time um, and then giving it that vampire edge to it I think really helps because sometimes mm. it's very easy to I mean it works it does work sometimes but if a horror or a scary vampire or whatever is always set in the past I think sometimes that can be can detract mm. a bit from it you know um, whereas I think if you've got something that's set in the modern day or brought right up to date mm. um, it can work and it adds a new spin on it yes you know yeah yeah um, and that's funny that's what I when I did my final dissertation I had to choose um, a work of fiction and then look at how it had been presented on stage and on screen mm-hmm. and I chose Dracula mm-hmm. um, and it was fascinating because when I looked into it I realised that every time a new version of Dracula had been made um, it tapped into the zeitgeist of the time, whatever was going on at the time mm-hmm. so the the old Nosferatu the old silent one from the from the 1920s mm. uh, made in Germany um, at kind of the rise of anti-semitism so Nosferatu is seen as being Jewish basically mm. Mm. you know um, the old universal horrors from the 1930s um, again you've got Bela Lugosi an Eastern European um, and of course you know the idea of Europe Russia, um, Germany's all like being dodgy people. Again, that sort of tapped into the, the 1930s idea of anybody with a strange foreign accent is bad in America. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and then the Dracula one. I mean, the 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 Francis Ford Coppola one. I mean, that was although it was set back in the day. Um, like I say, they give it a modern twist of making it sort of a, a modernish vampire, um, a modern sort of fairy tale and sort of a love story, but all the shots of blood in that and all the shots of blood being um, corrupted mm. um, are well, actually modern shots of blood infected by HIV. Oh, see? Yeah. yeah. And then of course there have been more, more recent <laughs> updates of Dracula, I think there's Dracula T. That's right, yes, yes, was, yeah, yeah. Uh, a, an attempt but not very great. No, uh, no. The two modern. I mean, but there's that many vampire films and things now. It's a very. It's an interesting sort of genre. We're, obs- we're obsessed with the vampire. I think genre. we are, but they represent things, don't they, as well? Because I mean, this is a. I mean, it's another thing. Any political party can jump out. I mean, capitalism and Marxism have sort of used vampires for various. You know, I mean, uh, the the vampire. You quite eminent people have classed the vampires being a, either an example of Marxism or an example of capitalism depending mm. on which view you take from it mm. you know um, the, the novel was a fascinating one because Bram Stoker um, was in a bit of a loveless marriage um, he I can't remember if I got this in the right order I think he was I think he married Oscar Wilde's ex-wife if I remember right there's some connection between but I think it was a very frustrated marriage mm. um, and some sort of big wigs have deduced that any time the word blood or blood is referred to in the novel you can eat instantly sort of um, put in their semen or um, you can sort of change the word to anything of a sort of sexual nature and it still works basically oh, okay. yeah so um, so yeah a lot of people think it was basically he was sort of raging against um, sort of not necessarily impotence, but I think um, he saw the vampires being 
possibly the person he'd have liked to have been almost mm. you know and i think that's um, that's what appeals to a lot of people because vampires are seen as uh, beautiful powerful mm. uh, obviously living forever immortal and i think that appeals to a lot of people um yeah. power and things like that yeah. and a lot of the films are all about vampires trying to uh, grab power yeah. blade um I, yeah, love, I love the blade. first blade. blade yeah, um, Daywalkers again is very interesting. One. Uh, is Day, yeah. Yeah, Daywalkers, Daybreakers, Day, uh, the one with Ethan Hawke. Yeah, no, the one yeah, you mean. I can't. I've not seen it actually. It's a, it's a no. nice spin because basically the entire world is made, everyone's a vampire. Everyone's a vampire. Uh, yeah. And it's how yeah, so that's quite interesting. And then they all start running out of blood, and because yeah. they're, they're hungry, they would start reverting back to like the Nostrophos. Yeah. yeah. Nostrati, yeah. kind of yeah, looking yeah. vampire. There is a point of it. Okay. So they're coming more monstrous. Wow. Because they're running out of blood and they're hungry. Okay. So that's quite interesting. Oh, brilliant. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many. I mean, books-wise, I love um, Lost Souls, which is by Poppy Zebright. Right. Okay. Um, which is an interesting take on the vampire kind of genre. Yeah. Um, I also like Vampires Inc., which is um, like Vampire Hunters more. Okay. TV shows, Ultraviolet. Ultraviolet. Oh, I forgot about Ultraviolet. Oh, I liked that one. Yes, I forgot about that. Because I, I mean, yeah. I Around about early millennium. Yeah, that was early millennium. Three, four, yeah, somewhere. It was around one there. of the first things Idris Elba was in. Was he in this? I yeah, yeah. He, really? so he was the big butch wow, kind of manpower. He used to be an ex, uh, his character used to be ex-marine, and now he was recruited by this prince, to, uh, prince okay. priest, to um, fight the vampires, the vampires with with the scientist I've lady. That. I remember. No, I do remember being impressed by it. Mm. Of course, you love Buffy. Don't you? I do Buffy love fan. Buffy. Yeah. I do love Buffy, and Buffy yeah. again was well ahead of its time because it was mm. using the vampire and the demon genre in in all to handle like all the teenage topics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's it. When it's given a fresh spin, and mm. if it's given a, and I think that shows possibly the longevity of a, a notion mm. of a creature that can tap into whatever you do with it. You know, because again, you, you're putting a modern spin on a vampire by putting it with teenagers, mm. um, and yet because it's such a fascinating concept this undead creature that is at once quite attractive and quite scary um it lends itself to so many different mm. things and know. it's uh, yeah it's a kind of like the bad that you always get the good vampires yeah that want exactly. to go fight against the yeah. nature it's almost like yeah. there's uh evil and darkness in each yes. of us but we can all fight exactly. it's like they're they're yeah. inherently evil but there's still yes. ones that are trying to be good yeah. and yeah yeah and i think also i suppose the other interesting thing is I mean, as opposed to a lot of scary things I mean like I don't know Frankenstein's monster and everything um, I think one of the, the things about a vampire is that the threat is you can be turned into one yes. maybe this is why zombies are so interesting as well because it's that thought of you know this could happen to me mm. I could be turned into a vampire you know mm. um, so I think that almost like adds a little bit of sort of frisson of sort of like suspense doesn't it is that mm. thought of this could happen to me mm. you know and going even more psychological with that some people would find that a real turn on mm. you know think oh, I'd love that to me and other people would be scared of it so I think it plays around with almost like our own inner desires and fears doesn't it it's a double-edged you know, sword it is a double-edged sword you live forever yeah. but people around exactly. you don't live forever precisely um, yeah. but you live forever so you yeah. can do everything yeah. and that kind of thing there's a line from Ultraviolet which 
has recently rung true to me mm. and they said that the prime hunting um, ground for them is the mid 30s because that's when we realize that no matter how many times we go to the gym how hard we diet <laughs> we are all going to die <laughs> it's all going it's all going to go downhill yeah 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 that's interesting yeah but i mean that was in yeah. the night so it's probably mid 40s now maybe because you know we're living longer and we're keeping healthier longer than ever so. possibly although i think i think there is still something inbuilt about body clocks i don't think that can be changed necessarily mm. you know so yeah you might i think yeah, no, I, I could i could agree with that i think you do hit a realization in your 30s that um regardless of what sort of life you're living i think that's something about that period of you know because you can't get away with being a 20 something anymore uh yeah i could yeah that's a quite interesting quote actually. i like that mm. that's really good so what's the last vampire book you've read have you read any recently uh actually i'd read i had but reread both yeah lost souls and vampires inc recently yeah. um so yeah, no, I'm not reading anything vampire related at the moment. New, I'm waiting for. Uh, yeah, the thing is, I've I've read that many vampire books, some cheesy, some good. Um, you know, it's kind of I'm just waiting for something to give me something new that I can really get my teeth into. Yeah, there we go. Brilliant. What about favourite food beginning with V? Totally going off on the tangent. Anything you can think of. Do you remember the violet sweets? Oh yeah, they were nice. Yeah, because those yeah. were a bit marmite, weren't they? You even yeah, loved yeah. them, I hated them. Yeah. I, I really they were, loved them. Yeah, they were nice. I could get through a packet dead easy. Palm, was it palma violet? Palma violet, they were I nice. I thought those yeah. violets wasn't the actual palma violet. No, they actually had quite a strong aroma, didn't they? Mm. It was like eating lavender, I remember. Yeah. You can still get them, can't you? I think, I think yeah, so, yeah. They are still available. Yeah, I did used to like those. Yeah. And, oh actually, go on. Did they come in a box as well? Did it, I'm sure there was. They might have been I'm sure in a box. I remember buying them in a box as well, and being quite—it's almost like a sickly smell. I remember a sickly smell and taste, it's but quite perfume. nice. It's very perfume, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. Now the other thing I was thinking of just then, I thought Viennese worlds. <gasps> yeah. Oh, yeah. Viennetta. Viennetta. The, the Viennetta. 80s dessert, Viennetta. Viennetta. It was like, oh, it's a special occasion. Mom's got the Viennetta, Viennetta out the out. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, so I suppose Venice I suppose both connected to Venice in a sense, isn't it? Viennese and Vienna. Oh, Venice so is beautiful. Good. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that idea. Of, actually, V is. Oh, Tammy. So what, you're not being ignored. Hello. Your name doesn't begin with V, though. I don't think you know any V's. No. Very silly. Very silly. Tammy's just giving Keely a hug. Yeah. She just wakes up every so often and wants hugs, and then she'll fall asleep again. Vienna. Yeah, I can see your eyes um, closing now. Yeah, that's what it should be. Now I was going to say, yeah, got Venice, Vienna. The thing, actually, the thing about the letter V, I think, sounds quite romantic. Yeah. <laughs> it's a the so it's a Venice, Vienna. You know, it's quite a. Vavavoom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's a nice sound, isn't it? But it lends itself to. Um, I can't, so it's a Venice Beach. That's an American, isn't it? Hello. Hello. You're right, Tommy. It's all right. Don't worry, no, everything's fine. Can you think of a good V? Do you like anything beginning with V? Very runny gravy. Yeah? No? Veal? Veal. Have you ever had veal? I'm not sure that you have actually. You probably haven't actually. <laughs> venison. Venison. No, you venison. Venison. Oh, venison. venison is lovely. It's okay. Venison, yeah. It's that V, it's a very rich sound, isn't it? Mm. The. You know, venison, Vienna, and uh, Venetia. What's the matter? What's the matter? 
<laughs> Hyper dog, mad dog. Oh, what about it? I'm going to ignore you. I'm going to ignore you. No, right. So, Fionetta, yes, the, the go to dessert for 1980s. And they did different flavours, didn't they? Mm. I remember having a minty Viennetta and an orangey Viennetta. Yeah. Um, I like the mint. I'm mint, mint. Yeah, I'm a big fan of chocolate mint. Chocolate mint. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I've never been big on ice creams, but something about ice cream filled with something I think is rather nice, actually. Mm. You know, yeah, like chocolate, chocolate and mint is you know rather sort of decadent, isn't it? Really. And. Viennese Wells, the reason I thought of Viennese Wells is because I always associate them with um, going to my grandparents and um, they'd either have Viennese Wells or Angel Cakes or, um, no, 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 French Francis, yeah, French Francis, Viennese Wells or, yeah, yeah Angel Cake, the, the sort of like a the marbled cake which has a sort of cream in the middle sort of like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah red pink and yeah and I um, but Viennese ones I always loved because I always used to like taking the top off them mm. and eating the cream <laughs> I feel like you do with Before, Jimmy Dodgers like Jimmy Dodgers, like that. It's yeah. like if you've got anything layered it's just but designed to just break exactly. apart and eat whatever's in the middle but the thing about that fondant I think about fondant I absolutely mm. adore you yeah. know and I think someone's just licking the fountain and then eating the biscuit, you know, mm. like, yeah, yeah, big fan of Viennese one. Bad things beginning with V then. Can you think of a bad thing? Viruses. Viruses, that's good. Yes. Of all types, biological, computer. Computer, yeah. Virus. You see that? That's Violent and Violent, yeah. yeah. It's quite, it's quite a sound, the sound of V, isn't it? Because it, a, a negative word beginning with V sounds sort of negative of virus or violent and that sort of adds to its nastiness but then when you set in a nice way like Venice or Viennetta Voluptuous yeah, yeah, yeah even it's, voluptuous is yeah, a nice way of I saying that's true, yeah. yeah so it's yeah, the, the sound of it is quite interesting isn't it I think that's one of the best things about the English language is that you can have the same letter but depending on what the second says, letter is or yes, yeah, exactly. it changes the entire yeah. connotation of it yeah that's that's interesting, isn't it? When you think about that, if you think about those words together, yeah, the nastiness that can be, yeah, violence, violence veruca, yeah, veruca. Have you had veruca? Yeah, yeah. Everything everyone has, it's part of childhood, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, but where that name? Where does veruca come from? Do you think? Why would you choose, or who names something a veruca? It's normally yeah. when it comes to diseases and things like that. It's normally by the clinician that identified it. So it's probably a Mr. Veruca. Who yeah. It so like it's like Alzheimer's disease is named after yeah. somebody right. and okay. things like that. They're all named after named the somebody. person that kind of characterised it, if you like. Wow. So it's a Dr. Trenchfoot somewhere. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not quite. That's probably just because it was in the trenches and somebody said that. But yeah. 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 What other things have been named after people then? Nasty things or illnesses. Um, There's various different types of cancer, isn't there? Like Hodgkin's yeah, cancer and things like that. That's well, probably Asper been... was that Asperger's and after yeah, Asperger's, Asperger, yeah, yeah. Veruca. Yeah. I want to. I'm going to Google Veruca. Let's have a look. I'm curious now. No, I don't want to hear. Well, that one's really. I'd love to have a smoke call from them. Well, cause well yeah, Veruca salt. Yeah, I was going to say. Veruca salt in. I was going to say Charlie Chaplin. Then no, Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, yeah. isn't it? Veruca. 
Vuka. There's my word. Auto predict. So I just say Valerie. But that comes up with some weird thing. It does, doesn't it? Vuka. Oh, it's double R. Oh, oh, now you can use one R or two R's. That's interesting. Yeah, you can describe either way. So, Veruca or Veruca may refer to plantar wart, also called a Veruca. Veruca salt, the character in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, there's a bound Veruca salt who is named after. Now, did you realize there's a Veruca in Vampire Buffy, the Vampire Slayer? Veruca is a recurring character, it says. It rings a bell. Yeah, isn't that weird? I'm going to. List of minor Buffy characters. Here we go. Veruca, played by Paige Moss, is a minor character in season four who appears in Living Conditions, Beer Bad, and Wild at Heart. Like Oz, she is a musician and a werewolf. She was the one that yeah. Oz was kind of attracted to because they were both werewolves and he cheated on Willow with her, I think, when they were both in werewolf form. You basically just described the whole of Wikipedia there. Well done. <laughs> Did you write this wiki? <laughs> this uh, I really wish my mind would absorb scientific facts as, as quickly as it did That's before. fascinating. No, you said it. Oz finds himself incredibly attracted to Veruca, who tries to bring him into her philosophy of embracing the werewolf within and succumbing to his desires. As a werewolf, Oz breaks free from his cage and mates with Veruca. <laughs> mates with Veruca. And later they do so again. <laughs> Oz's girlfriend, Willow, finds out about the betrayal and is heartbroken and Veruca targets Willow with the intention of killing her. She believes Willow prevents Oz from reaching his potential. Mm -hmm. Oz, however, in his werewolf form, protects Willow and tears out Veruca's throat. Mm. Oh. Oz leaves Sunnydale following Veruca's death to find a cure for his condition. I would be very wary about playing a character called Veruca. I think it's, I don't know why they name her that. To be honest, I think it's not the best choice of names. Is I, it? I do think they name you know. people based on the connotation of the name. Do you think so? Mm, yeah. So you, you, you meant to think, ooh, a bit nasty. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Maybe. That's, yeah. There's some yeah. names that you just generally think are nicer than others. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe that's just because I've come across like people who are I don't get along with seem to always have the same name. Same name. But actually, going back to that notion of words I mean there are some quite nice um, V names aren't there I mean Veronica I think that's mm. quite unfair Victoria um, Victor mm. Victor they're some quite nice names aren't there um, so Vera I have nice connotations because Vera. Vera is that was a friend of my nan so okay. it's like nice old lady type thing yeah v yeah what other V's oh, Victor obviously Victor Victoria um, Violet, obviously. Violet, yeah. Um, Val, Val, Valerie, Valerie, Valerie. Valentine, Valentine, yeah, Valentine, yeah, yeah. It's quite a. It's actually it's a funny because there's those there's something about V that is almost like quite majestic, isn't there? I mean, if you think mm. some of those names, they're quite resplendent names, aren't they? Mm. You know, it's like Victor and Victoria and Veronica and. You know, you don't get you don't get many people with those sort of names anymore, I suppose, do no. you? You know. Um, I'm gonna Google the letter V. I'm just gonna I want to find interesting things about the letter V. Or just a random so there's a random list. 
<laughs> Let's be. The violin. Sounds violin. lovely when you know how to play it correctly. Not so much when you. I don't. would love to be able to play the violin. I've I've always liked it as an instrument. I, I always I love hearing it actually. Having played it and learned how to play it, did you learn I, to play it? Yeah. I didn't realise you learned to play it. I got violin, up to grade you? five before I gave that up, but it was never I my never go-to. You played the violin. Really? It was never my go-to instrument because I struggled with it. I struggled to get the pitch because obviously. The difference between hitting the right note and not is like a okay. millimetre of where your finger is. Wow. How long, when did you play it? How long ago was School. that? School. School. It was, uh, yeah, it was one of the last things I gave up, I think probably about GCSE level, because I had loads of hobbies growing up as a child, yeah. and they eventually all had to go in preference for academics. <laughs> one of the last things to get, so like an addiction, one of the last things to go. Because yeah. like the amount yeah. of schoolwork and things to kind of amounted up. But yeah, I got to level five. I was playing in an orchestra. It was like it said. It was never my go-to favorite one because I just I struggled to get the picture, which okay. is why I'm always very amazed at anyone who plays a string instrument. Yeah, yeah. Really, really nicely because they've obviously got a very good tone yes. of ear. They've yeah. got a very good muscle memory, yeah. so they know where their fingers yeah. are. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's one of those where you can. It sounds absolutely amazing. Or awful, but yeah. it's a, it's a varied. Um, it's quite a fascinating instrument, though, isn't it? Because you, I mean, it's obviously very much a prominent part of an orchestra. Mm. Um, but then it's one of those instruments that appears in so much folk as well. Mm. You know, America, I mean, country and western uses violin. Irish folk. It's it's quite an adaptable instrument, but it's isn't one of it? The oldest you know, instruments, if I suppose it is. It. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. I suppose it will be one too. Really, I mean, goes back. Well, I think probably longer, even before it was called a violin. I think people were still creating boxes with, you know, strings, strings and, and plucking yeah. them or bones yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. What what attracted you to the violin? Anything in particular? I think it was just uh, an instrument on offer, and I wanted to learn a second instrument. As as well as piano. As, as, as well as piano, as nice and piano. I did move yeah. on to the flute as well. But um, me and me and wood, me and wind instruments. We <laughs> <laughs> didn't really go. Me and wind doesn't work. Mm. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. Could I you, Could you still remember how to play any of those? Do you think? Would you, if somebody put a violin in your hand now, would you? I still would know what to do, whether yeah. it was in tune or not, and whether okay. it sounded. Yeah. Um, I can still read music. Yeah. I can still play the piano to a fashion, yeah. not as well as I used to, but that's just lack of practice. Yeah. So yes, I can still read music, and I I reckon if I picked up a violin, I would know what each of the strings was, and, yeah. and I'd, I'd know yeah, how yeah. to play it, but yeah. it would be the tone, yeah. and the it, w- it wouldn't be spectacular. I think the thing I would find hard now, because I used to play the clarinet, I, actually I, I, was, I did a bit of, I, I played three or four different types of recorder, and I also played the clarinet, and um, I think what I would find difficult now, though, is I'd still... I can still read music, but I would forget, depending what I, what what the fingerings were for the different instruments. Mm. So I'd better say, oh yes, that's a D or that's an A, but I would probably forget how to get that note on the instrument in question. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, funny, actually, no, funny enough, I can still remember the fingerings for like a Victor a Victoria. <laughs> a bit. I can still remember the fingering Victoria. No. No, that's so wrong. I can still remember the fingerings for a recorder. I remember the notes for that. But so I, I would forget what the notes were on a clarinet now. It's mm. funny, isn't it? Yeah. So although, yeah, I still know what that note was on paper, I would not be able to remember how to 
get that particular note or what the fingering was for yeah how long did you play the flute for about 18 months two okay. years yeah I don't know whether I could remember that as well. I, 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 it took me it just took, took me ages to actually get a decent note out of it because it was the way you <laughs> shaped your lip and yeah. it I just wanted something different because I got the piano which is technically a percussion instrument I had the violin down as strings I was like I want to try a wind instrument now and I already and tried they're more portable to play the as well they're more portable yes, well, isn't they it? Are, and the thing about being able to you know yeah move around with a violin or a, yeah. a flute you know um, I couldn't I could not get a sound out of a reed instrument and I tried playing not? clarinet and I could not get a no. sound out whatever it was I couldn't I couldn't do it See that's interesting because I I couldn't do flute. I remember trying flute, but I was okay with the reed. So in Richard's learned that, uh, yeah, that, yeah. Mm. Funny, it must be something to do with muscles in the mouth, mustn't yeah. it? Because I, I could not. I remember trying a flute, and I no, was no good at that. I think I tried a trumpet as well. I was no good at that. But I was able to get the hang of the fire. Um, climbing. <laughs> oh, well, I'm worried. Yeah, <laughs> you play a violin, don't you? Of course yeah, you of course do. you do. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember the. It was your back then that you can't say that had to hook there and the thing like that mm. and, it's, and it's under vibration yeah it's the vibrations that hit the yeah. mood isn't it yeah. and it's, uh, I remember it's quite I said it's quite exciting the, the, mm. the first time because it's like oh that's fun I like that you know and they get used to it but it's feeling it vibrates against the reed it was like oh that's a tingle isn't it? yeah well there's another reed for you vibration 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 that's very good vibrations. good vibrations yeah which is a very good song that's it okay I'm going to do oh, see I've just googled I've, I've typed in the letter V and it's actually come up with the letter violin Google has letter V okay oh here we go the definition of the letter V oh, that's oh, what Wikipedia okay. says about it so um, 22nd letter in the modern English alphabet and in the basic Latin alphabet um, Alphabetic position, you know that. Oh, wish. Oh, I wish we could show this. Oh, look, I've never. It shows how the letter has developed as a. Oh. Is that, oh, so is that, is that Egyptian then? Yeah, I think it would be. Yeah. And I'm going. How the hell? I know. Okay, for people who can't see this, the it's, letter V it's in like what It's like a little we birdie, think isn't yeah, it? Bird. Yeah. How the heck do you get from a bird to V? Don't know. No, exactly. And then it becomes uh, like a Y, actually, almost, and then it derives from like a isn't Y. It's like a wand, isn't it, with a, like a, a, a flat or a mat? Yeah, it could be a mat, maybe it's a, yeah, like a... And it's just kind of delineated down to a... It's, it's very much like a Y. It's fascinating, let's see what it says. Descend, descend, oh, descendants. Oh, I see, so what letters that come from it. So U and W have come from it as well, both sides. And I don't know if it's had sister language or sister letters. So F is a sister letter. Oh, this is fascinating. Doesn't make for good old stuff, but it says history, right? Let's look for history. Um, the letter V comes from the Semitic letter W A W, as do the modern letters F U W and Y. In Greek, I don't know where the hell v, F, F no, comes from. F. That's no, like a mutation. It is, isn't it? Yeah. The letter Upsilon in Greek Y was adapted from war to represent at first the vowel as in moon this was later changed to a wine but in latin a stemless variant shape of the upsilon was borrowed in early times as v during the late middle ages two forms of v developed 
which were both used for its ancestor U and the modern V. The, point, ooh, the pointed V was written at the beginning of a word while a rounded form U was used in the middle or end regardless of sound. So whereas valour and excuse appeared as in modern printing, have and upon were printed as hua, so H-A-U-E for have, mm. and vpon, so V-P-O-N. Ah. Yes. So V was all, yeah, V was used at the beginning. Yeah, inter- yes. So by the mid-16th century, the V form was used to represent the consonant and U, the vowel sound, giving us the modern letter V. v. So capital U is not accepted as a distinct letter until many years later. So U is like an offshoot of V, basically. By the sound of it. Cool, isn't it? Isn't that interesting? Yes. And I just thought of another V. Something that came to mind as I was... um, Oh, um, oh, oh, something triggered my mind there as... as, um, have upon V, the V, Gothic script, V, probably. No, that's it. Let's come back. The, the mini series V. Were you too young to remember V? Mm, possibly. You probably were. The mi- it's is that scary. like V for Vendetta? No, no, which is a very good movie. No, in about 1984, there was a mini series over the summer um, called V. And they showed it on ITV. Um, yeah, I was about 13, so I remember being allowed up to watch it. Uh, and it was really scary. It's about this race of aliens um, who come to Earth seemingly very friendly. Mm. B stands for visitors, they're visitors. Oh, that's it. And um, they make themselves known and they're all very friendly. Um, and they appear human. They're, they're very sort of beautiful, striking, lovely people. Um, but then over the course of the miniseries, people start disappearing and the big shock comes well actually they're, they're lizards under their skin so one of them gets its face ripped and there's a brilliant scene um, where uh, one of the episodes ended I think I think they showed it over the space of two or three weeks over the summer holiday in 1980 did I say 83? 84 84 mm-hmm. yeah um, I think it was over one or two weeks and I, I think it had an episode at night and one of the episodes ended I always remember it um, the leader was a woman called Diane, I think, Diane or Diana, and somebody sneaks onto their spaceship because they're, they're convinced she's not quite right and the, the end is not quite right. And one of these episodes ends with Diane, she's got a box of, uh, or a cage of guinea pigs, I think yeah. it is, and she reaches into this cage, grabs a guinea pig, and then, I always remember, she, she tilts her head back, and then her jaw dislocates all the way, I mean, for eight is prosthetic, very good actually. And the whole guinea pig goes in, and it was quite like quite sizable guinea pigs. Uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, I'll have to try. I'll show you it. And there must be a clip of it on YouTube. But it was like whoa, and it's like yeah, quite impressive. So basically, they were nasty, and they'd actually come to invade. Oh. Um, but it was a big hit because it was. I think it was one of the first times that um, a mini series had been done with aliens. It was just it sort of captured people's imagination, um, and I think they did a couple of series after that was a mini series I think they did a couple of regular series that mm-hmm. carried on throughout the 80s but that was um, yeah that was quite a big thing and I remember it being the talking point I think I think just because of this whole notion of um, you know what are they there for what are these aliens here for and mm. but again it was very much set in the modern day you know it wasn't sort of like HG Wells set in Victorian times it was aliens coming to the planet in the 1980s 
Yeah. And um, yeah, so V, that's what I thought of. But no, V for Vendetta, mm. that's another good one, which I don't remember a lot about anymore. I remember seeing the movie. Yeah, I remember seeing the movie. I couldn't, um, couldn't really tell you much of no. it. And then the, the guy fought Smash. Yeah. And it was it basically against uprising of government. It is, it? isn't it? Because I remember reading the comic version years and years ago. Um, it was Alan Moore, wasn't it, who wrote, who wrote Watchmen? And, um, was... Was Natalie Portman in the movie? Yeah, Natalie was Portman, Portman was in it. She it? was like the girl that got her head shaved, I remember that. That's right. And it was Hugo... Weaving. Weaving was actually Hugo B. Weaving. That's it, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. No, so I think I saw it, and I probably haven't seen it again since. I remember being impressed with it, but... There's some movies you watch, but you feel as though you want to watch them. Yes. Um, and they think, oh yeah, that's really cool. But then you never go back to them, do you? No. You know, there's a few movies I've done that, and I often think, oh, I wish I'd seen that again, or I ought to see that again. Yes, yeah. You know, there's certain movies. I finally saw Bohemian Rhapsody the other week. Uh, which good. I really I've enjoyed. I've seen it. I, I was good. I mean, I, I, um, I downloaded it, and I was watching it about a week and a half ago, possibly. Mm-hmm. And it was good. I was quite. I was, I was quite pleased. I saw it. I mean, it was, something's quite factually incorrect. Yes, I've heard that. Um, but it's very well performed. But mm. um, but no. When I look back, I was thinking there's a few movies that you sort of think I must see that, and then sometimes you see them, and then you're just happy that you've seen it. But mm. you know, going back to a movie again and again. I, I don't know. There's some movies that you do that with. Aren't there? There's some movies you could happily sit and watch ages again and again and again yeah and other movies you sort of two thousand that's what i was trying to uh one of the guys i went with mike and he was saying he saw 2001 space odyssey on telly the other day and i thought it's actually years since i've seen that and i know it's a great movie mm. um but it's not one of those movies i could sit and watch all the time as opposed yeah. to i could happily sit and watch a Star Wars movie anytime. Yes. You know, and again, and again, you know, there's some mm-hmm. movies I'd happily see two or three times in a yes. year. Like and other movies time. you sort of think, that's great, that's a really good movie, but I'm not in any rush to see it again, necessarily. Yeah. You know. And sometimes I want to watch a movie, I, I re- will re-watch a movie because I really enjoy it, such as my X-Men or Star Wars X-Men, or things yes. like that. Yeah. Um, and or, and like the Avengers movies and things like that. And others ones, it's because I want to watch it again because I've if there was a twist or something at the end, I want to watch it again because I want to know where the hints were. Well, yes, yeah. Or if I've got the twist wrong, I kind of I like to rewatch things to for things that I know I've informed. missed. Informs, yeah. To go back to. So I want to go back informed. and yeah. catch them. Yeah. Very like in depth movie, like the really kind of yeah. the ones where you have to concentrate yes. and maybe I've not concentrated yeah. and therefore I need to see it again, like. Line of Duty episodes. I generally have to watch them twice before. So I've never <laughs> so watched Line of Duty. I've never on. watched Line of Duty. I, I, it's, I just miss out on all. Them. Well, I don't miss out. I think I purposely. I, you I've haven't seen Game of Thrones either, have no. you? No, I'll tell you, I have. I've seen a couple. I, um, Angelo, my friend Angelo, has bought the first box set, the first series box set, mm. as a gift, whenever it was released. I remember him um, bringing it over. He came to stay with me a few years ago. I remember we sat and watched the first two of the episodes. We were bored. It actually bored me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I just thought... Mm. Um, so that was... Yeah, it just bored me. It's funny, isn't it? So I, I've never been tempted to really carry on with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, d- I don't know. And there's other things I sort of think... I, 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 I don't know. I think, I think sometimes it's just me being a bit bloody minded I mean sometimes I, I don't if like it's popular sometimes yeah. I mean, you and me yeah. are exactly the same as if it's really popular yeah. we purposely don't want to like I, it because it's popular yeah I, I, yeah, and I, I also 
Yeah, I think that's part of it. Because I, I hung back from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I only started watching Game of Thrones maybe September last year. Okay. Um, you're up to date with it? Yeah, I'm up to date. I'm up to date and I'm waiting, I'm waiting for tomorrow night's episode. Are you? Oh yeah. Oh, it's because well, it's it's I've got a sweepstake on with my dad about who's gonna who's gonna sit on the Iron Throne essentially. I'm so glad you told me like Iron Throne because that is gonna be a great idea for your next birthday present. Thank you. Oh. I won't tell you. <laughs> no, because it's something I was look I was looking for because it's my sister's birthday this week. I was trying to find her something and I mm. was I won't tell you what I was looking at because I'll give the game away. But a certain brand of something I was looking for, wondering whether they had anything um, that my sister. Like, I can't say anything because it'll give it away. But anyway, um, I saw there was a Game of Thrones thing in this brand thing. <laughs> so that's um, anywho. Right, that's anyway. all there. It's all right. Yeah. Do you have a favourite <laughs> word beginning with V? V. Uh, what, what if you were thinking about anything beginning with V? What would come, come to your mind? Valor. Valor's an interesting word. Valor's a nice word, isn't it? Valor, um, vacuous, that's a nice word. Vacuum. Vacuous. Vacuum, yeah. Well, vacuum, yeah, vacuum, that's a, yeah, the notion of a vacuum. Oh, I was going back to that, it's V and U appearing together. V, mm. vacuum, yes, valor, veruca. Yeah, actually, V's and U's often do appear together. Mm. Yeah, yeah, not in Venice. Veruca. Yeah, Viennese. Virus. Vi- virus, V and U, yeah. Oh, V and U going together. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, I was trying to think of. Um, Van Halen. But I, don't know, I remember Van Halen. I wasn't a big fan. The Veronicas, though? Oh, Veronicas, mm-hmm. yes, that's true. Yes. And yeah. of course, Valerie by Amy Winehouse. Good one. Yes, I forgot about that. It was, what was the cover? Zootones did the cover, didn't they? That's right. That's right. Mm, that was a yeah. good song, Valerie. Forgot about, forgot about that. Yeah. Have you got a V? If you. Um, I quite like the word voluptuous because yeah, it's a, it's it, it's it a kind nice of puts word, a isn't nice it? word on people that are maybe on a stick thin. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, things are big and. It descri- It almost describes the shape, doesn't it? Volup. It's like it's a big word for a, a big image, I suppose. Mm. Isn't it? I like big but words, actually. I think. Big, big words are nice, and I, I, I always find it fascinating because you sort of think some those big words, obviously bits voluptuous. I mean, must vol must be the volume, you know, vol mm. and uptuous. Then all those bits of the words have different meanings that come together, you know, mm. to make I know big something, big boned or you know whatever, mm. big footed or big. Ost or I don't know, you know, but all these words coming together to make something like homo, homo, because homo means same. Yes. So, you know, it's interesting that notion of a homophone, so same sound, um, and obviously by meaning two and things like So I find it fascinating to work out where words come from sometimes. Mm. You know, but you're uh, an English major, so. I know, but I, I it's, it's fascinating the number of words that you don't know where they come from, or there's some that. You look, you look them up, and you realise there's there's a bit of debate as to where some come mm. from. Because some people say, well, this potentially comes from the latter, or this might be more Germanic, or um, so. I think language is a bit of a detective sort of thing. Sometimes you you don't always know where work on. You can only sort of guess sometimes. Mm. You know, um, tele 
See, telescope and things like that, that's quite interesting. So telephone, telescope. Um, you think it's sort of going to be a visual thing, potentially, a, a, you know, a scope. Um, but then you think of the use, we, we talk about the scope of something as well, don't we? Mm. So the scope seems to be more to the, the range of something. So, you know, a telescope, does that mean you're starting to look at the size of something? You know, mm. uh, well, but maybe something to that size or conducting size. Yeah, words are fascinating. They are and the way things change as well. I mean, the the notion of words changing their meaning. I mean, like, well, I suppose sick is the big one. Is I don't know if teenagers still using it, but sick means good, doesn't it? Now we did. Oh, it did. I don't know where it is now. You know, even what's like gay. I mean, that's that's a fascinating thing. I think, you know, the the notion of Gay was such a popular word, and I don't well, quite know just where meant it. Happy, wasn't it just it? meant happy. It now, just meant you were happy. Exactly. And now, it's and now it's. I mean, I don't know quite where that came in. I'm, I'm guessing sixties or seventies. Detrimental word. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, have you noticed? Oh, it's getting really political. Now. Um, Doesn't it always work? Well, yeah, exactly. It's uh, queer. Queer, isn't it? Queer always used to be derogatory, but now actually, I've noticed it's a word that a lot of people are embracing. They're, mm. they're saying, "I'm queer." You know, yeah. and that's it. so it's interesting how words can lose their meaning or their power and then assume that assume power again. Something different, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, there's so many words that people use in a derogatory tone, mm. but actually they're really quite. You you'll find that other people use them quite neutral. Neutral, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. at the end of the, of the day, I kind of go along with the you know the thing that used to be about when I was at school and probably sticks and stones may break my mm. bones, but names will never hurt me. And people yeah. get so irate and upset about words right. now yeah yeah i yeah. mean i i, th- I actually think w- whatever has happened to as well where everybody it's like i have a right to be offended by anything yeah and everything. exactly yeah and i'm just like for goodness yeah. sake it's a word get off it yeah and i think also uh, what i find sad is as a consequence um it's made us almost like sanitize our language it's made it boring we're, mm. we're, we almost have to find really boring names we or phrases which I find sad so we, we can't you know we can't over embellish something we can't almost be poetic with something for fear of scaring or offending someone okay, so as a yeah. consequence we we make it plain you know we you know, we make it, it neutral yeah. um, but is it because some people have taken it to the nth degree, degree and become vi- verbally violent because that's what yeah, the internet has allowed exactly to yeah I mean I think it's, it's a double edged sword isn't it because I mean on the one hand we encourage freedom of speech or you know we feel that everybody should have a voice but the trouble is some people abuse that voice yes and do and at the end of the day is it freedom of speech speech gosh i can't even speak i've only (laughs) had a glass of wine um but we we've probably abused that and used it to kind of air views yes yeah i mean yes you can you can say you dislike something but it's the the, the venom, the venom yeah. just for another venom, B word, the venom yeah. that, that people yeah. use things yeah. with. Yeah. You know, if you don't like something, you go, you know what, I don't agree with that. Sorry, yeah, so but that's not my... Vocabulary, there is a good thing. Vocabulary, yeah, yeah, I guess that's what we're talking yeah. about, really, the vocabulary. Yeah. But, you know, instead of people going, you know what, actually I don't like that, yeah. and then either choosing to ignore it or walk away from oh, it, yeah. it's like, it's almost like a call to arms. Yeah, you can't leave things be anymore, you have to, and it, because yeah. there's a platform, you 
you, you're given a platform to come back on somebody all the time now. You know, so the, the minorities have a voice like yeah. they've never had before, which yeah. is which is good. But it's then the majority is now fearing. Yeah. So it is. Yes. I was reading something in the paper yesterday how Elton John is under fire because he's used the word that his sons are growing up normal and are liking football and girls. Oh, okay. And so all now right. they're all having a go because he's gay and, and he should be using the word normal. normal. Okay. But all if right. you if you took the entire globe yeah. and asked the number of the male population who was into football and yeah. girls, yeah, yeah. that would be yeah. the majority and therefore the norm. Yeah, yeah. So put, just to put a scientific term on it, norm, norm means the majority. Norm, yeah, exactly. And if the majority yeah. people are doing that, then yeah. Yeah. You cannot have a go at a gay person no, saying my boys are normal, normal. Yeah. because yeah. they're doing it because they are normal. Yeah. If it's the majority, yeah. it is normal. Yeah. It is the norm. And actually, think about that's it, that's interesting. It opens up a whole different kind of worms in a sense. But um, you know that a lot of people who are gay um, sometimes feel a great deal of shame or don't like the fact that they're gay. Potentially, I mean, yes, you true. think Elton John didn't come out for years. I mean, he married for God's sake, didn't he? You know, so there's probably an element of guilt on it. He probably, you know, there's probably an element sometimes where he thinks, you know, he doesn't necessarily like being gay. So I think that we've potentially got a generation of people who think, you know, well, they weren't normal. Yeah, but everybody does <laughs> you know. want to be normal, don't they? Oh, yeah. Normal, exactly. normal yeah. is seen as being yeah. like everybody else and therefore being like. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I am pretty much, I would say on the, on the large scale things, I am normal. Hmm. But I embrace my little quirks. Exactly. Yeah. I I like yeah. the fact that in some some ways I'm not normal. I think we're allowed to be these days. I think that's the thing. We're allowed to. And I probably grew up in a really good generation yes. for that because it's not the one where we pamper to you and you feel yeah. uh, entitled to everything. You had to. I was brought up. You had to work for things. Yeah. But if you weren't quite the norm, mm. it wasn't a bad thing. I mean. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, being almost forty, not marrying, no yeah. children. Yeah is not the norm but you're allowed to friends. do that now exactly but, you know and it's there are allowed. some kind of people yeah you know it's yeah. it's not probably as bad as if it was in my parents era mm. in my parents era yeah. it'd be like there's something wrong yeah, with you exactly with me yeah. it's kind of like mm, okay but it, it, it's not so openly looked down on yeah. or frowned upon and i think also previous generations the label normal um was something that was actually you know if, if you if you dissect it a bit more it's normal back in the day was what is permissible what mm. is it you know um what is clean what is i was going to say, what is allowed you know, that's mm. what's normal i think this is where we've kind of you know relaxed a little bit because you know we are better at accepting that you don't have to be in a certain place or a certain person by a certain age or you don't have to you know conform to anything as long as you know you're as long as you're not going out of your way to be nasty or something um you're okay it doesn't mean you're odd it doesn't mm. mean you're weird so this is it i mean i think and our vocabulary has slapped well yeah slapped, yeah, slapped, yeah, yeah you know we, we're shortening words like never before exactly now. yes so i think yeah. we're in a more relaxed era yeah we are i, I agree i think we are mm. yeah i i think um i think what i find interesting and i'm still I still do debate this. I, I love the fact that we are more relaxed. I I came across a fact, I can't remember, I think somebody told me about it again, I can't remember. Um, is there, are there something like 50 or more than 50 um, recognised um, 
genders now. What? So as opposed. Okay, now I'm confused. I know. You see, that's I'm, I'm, I'm a biologist. Uh, it's how you define. So again, this notion of you know you you define yourself as male or female or I'm sorry, neutral there always, or. There have always been. Yeah. When it comes down yeah. to it, biology for me, yeah. there is there is male, female, exactly. and then there is uh, yeah. the minority, yes. which is transsexual yeah. or asexual. Yeah. You know, they have both. Yeah. Hermaphrodite. But apparently, you know, there's lots of people who now categorise themselves as asexual, um, pansexual. Oh. Uh, but apparently, there's fifty. I think it's like They're fifty. Just I know, but this is a tool. This, it, to me, it's a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a weird one because on the mm. one hand, we are encouraging people or saying to people you know don't be scared to have a view don't be scared to be yourself but then you worry how much of that can always become damaging because we if there are no limits on something how do you um how, how, how do you limit something in a sense yeah, if there are no limits, how do you limit yeah, or you know yeah, it all comes down um, to it. you put restrictions who puts the restrictions yeah. people in power but the thing is i'm a biologist so and the, the way I've been told to think about it now, because apparently this this is a thing in research, how we how we define it. How you define it. So yeah. sex mm. is what you were born as. Yes. Male or female. Yeah, okay. Gender is a choice. Okay. So gender is a more, uh, uh, a cultural okay. construct. Okay, okay. So, right. yeah. To transgender, pan, you know, right. bi gender, okay. you know, okay. or non-binary or so yeah. that gender is more of a cultural thing as right. your decision where sex okay. so sex is, is biological sex is biological so you are right. essentially male female or you know the small minority that okay. is right nothing. okay i just find it a bit confusing i well no no i don't find it confusing but i and i think this also ties into i mean i suppose you and i are talking here as educated people and and not to sound not to want to be derogatory but if you've got somebody who necessarily isn't educated so much or doesn't think so much about these things and they're suddenly presented with all this stuff you know I, wo I worry sometimes that you know we we don't inform people enough or give them enough scope to look at what is out there you know mm -hmm. so you know young okay young people bless you teenagers as an example if they're suddenly presented with all this stuff um, So I wouldn't know what some of the definitions that you've said are. No, so non-binary. Yeah, I, I exactly. would assume that you yeah. don't want to be referred to as male or yeah. female. I don't know why. No, I'm proud to be a female. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I wouldn't. You know, I think females need equality or whatever. But I yeah. wouldn't. You know, I wouldn't necessarily say I don't want to be female. No. I like being female. There are yeah. good strong points for it. Yeah. Pansexual. You said I have not a clue what pansexual is. Well, so I look this one up. Pansexual basically thinks you you can find anything. Attractive, anything rather than human. No, no, as in pan meaning all. So you can be attracted to animals, you can be attracted to water birds. Isn't that sodomy? Um, that's buggery. Sodomy is oh. buggery, basically. <laughs> okay, sodomy and Gamara. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You can find um, a table attracted. You can so. Be, or is that for the Google number of people that, that are falling in love with computers, like Siri? Yeah, and I think There's so. a film yeah. called Her where the guy falls in love with. The AI. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. AI is computer or something. Let's get the definition. So but then the AI, AI, AI is designed to kind of pamper to your every need and stuff. So it's going to be the most compatible thing to you because it's designed exactly. to be you. Yeah. 
yeah, it's also referred to as omnisexuality. Which is uh, oh, pansexuality or omnisexuality is the sexual, romantic, or emotional attraction towards people, regardless of their sex or gender identity. Pansexual people refer to as gender blind. Uh, I love how we get onto these topics from one to I know, it's about, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my, actually, in this context, it is to do with, it says it is often considered a more inclusive term than bisexual. So, to this context, they are looking at it as who open to relationships with people who do not identify as strictly men or women. Um, but I... But surely just... Yeah, oh, I, yeah pan I'm sorry, this is so politically incorrect, but I'm just like, pick a side. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's, it's also this... But I would <sighs> say, you know, I, I'm female, I'm proud of being female, yeah. but some of my traits are very masculine. Yeah, well, exactly. And yeah. I'm fine with that. No, yeah. But, but I'm why, still female. Yeah, precisely. You know. But why... See, this is, we, we make it matter, though, don't we? That's the trouble. Are but we making it too complicated I think we ourselves? do. I think because we're so... We're so woke. <laughs> woke. We are we're so woke. woke. Um, oh, we we to, to, well, is it to the point where we're that, we're, we're that awake? We're now or woke? We're now in dreamland. I think. I think we're. I think we are in dreamland because we're not questioning. I think. I think we're almost blinkered. I think for the fear of upsetting somebody, we almost. Allow say, anything we, and everything. Yeah, and we, yeah, we don't challenge, and we, for fear of upsetting anybody, we almost click into neutrality sometimes, or we click into political correctness automatically. I think, which in theory is a good thing, but I, I think also it's potentially um, people being lazy. Maybe I think we're. I, it's a really difficult one. I think. <sighs> I don't agree in any form of bigotry. I don't agree in any form of injustice. Um, I don't like blindness, though, at the same time. I don't like um, trendiness for the sake of trendiness. Yes. No, I agree um, with you on that. You know, um, with it. I don't, I don't like anything that's so with it, but it becomes vacuous. Go back to the vacuous again. You know, there's so many people who you think. Yeah, you've, you're making all the right noises and you're using the right words, but you've got nothing going on in there. You don't know what you're talking about here. You know, yeah, you've got no passion not, for this, or you're not thinking. It. You know, and uh, this is what worries me. This, yes, obviously we want an, a lovely, equal world um, where people are allowed to say and be who they want to be, but let's make that educated. Let you know. Let's make Do we sure. Need the Five thousand words for it. Can't we just be like, exactly. I am female, exactly. yeah. you are male. Precisely. I've yeah. decided I want to change from one to yeah. the other. Okay, fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I fancy the table, I fancy the animal, whatever. Yeah. Oh, do we need to have so many different words for it? That I don't think we do. Can't you, can't you, can't you, no. It no. just seems like it's so much... Comp and the thing is, you're so mm. afraid of, like you said, it's so afraid of offending Ending. people with any kind of vocabulary. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I got told once, as a waitress, I mean, this yeah. was years ago, and I don't think it's changed. I was walking around... And basically we all had pots of tea or coffee and I, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was given the pot of black coffee. Okay. Um, you know, so there was pots of coffee with already milk and pots yeah, of yeah. dip. Yeah. And, and I was walking around going, uh, does anybody want some black coffee? And someone turned around to me, you can't say black. Oh, why can't I say black anymore? Do you have to say coffee without milk? 
and I went, oh, that is too big. many that's words. Ridiculous. It is black yeah, in colour. It's black in colour. Black's a colour. Yeah, white's a colour. This is. This I is, was like, we walk around going white coffee. Are we going to turn around and go coffee yeah. with milk? I mean, and this is where it gets silly. I'm sorry, but I think this is silly because you know that it, it becomes there's no negative. I'm exactly. not referring to a race or exactly. anything. It's Precisely. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, so I've had kids who I've taught have said this. I, I've said, well, you know, I might have used the word white or black as look at the colour, blah blah. And then actually, some kids have actually said, you can't use that word. And you sort of think, oh, well, if we're t teaching kids this stuff. Um, we need to be teaching them how to challenge or question or you know th this is we're, we're passing on assumptions yeah i think that's the trouble we're passing on an assumption so you know if you automatically say to somebody or say to a child um we can't use this word then you need to say why you can't use that word or let them know when there are times you can use that word yes you know and but this is the trouble but then you end up having a two-hour conversation just to explain well yeah 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's wrong. I mean, I, I, I just worry that in, in this, with all the best ones, obviously we, you know, we don't want to return to a stage or be a world that is full of bigots and, you know, nastiness. Well, the thing is, um, you'll get bigots no matter what word you It's always going to happen, yeah. It's, it's always going to be, but it's yeah. It's a feeling yeah. behind the word and it is the judgment behind yeah, a exactly. word or a judgment. Yes. Yeah. Bigotry comes from the judgment of people, not mm. the use of the word or not the mm. word themselves. That's very true. That's good, actually, yeah. So it doesn't right. matter you're how right. many words we try and come up with to try and be politically correct. Yeah. If you're going to judge people on X, Y and Z, yeah. you're going to judge them. Yes, you're right, yeah. That's and the word point. doesn't, the, the word is still neutral. Yeah. It's the person that puts a connotation yes, right. on it. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. how it's expressed. I mean, that's the other thing. Because yeah. I mean, that's the other fascinating thing, isn't it? I mean, good case. Well, my my friend Angela, who is Indian, um, we will joke about him being Indian. You know, a lot of the, is it because I'm brown? He'll say to me, you know, and you know, and and we'll joke, and you know, he'll put on the Indian accent, but you know, and that's fine, you know, but obviously. In some contexts, that would be wrong, you know. Um, you know, if I if I say to him, it's because you're Indian, Angie. If I say that to somebody, they go, "Oh, you know." You couldn't say but, that. Uh, we can say, say, you know him, so and he exactly. Knows you it's fine. context, isn't it? You know, well, you like know. you can have a joke with gay friends, can't you? Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say, oh, "It's because you're gay," you know. No, I'm not sleeping with you tonight, you know. And you, but it's, it's know, allowed. It's allowed with my gay friends. Precisely, you know. It, and it's a lot of its context. Now, you, you say that to a stranger, they're going to be mortally offended. But you know. You, you can have a joke with a friend and you know they're not offended by it and neither should they be and in a sense there's a lovely liberation in that and i think that's how everybody should we should get to laugh at this stuff yeah, really uh, yeah i, I think oh, bottom yeah, line we should get to laugh yeah, yeah. we um, should be able to laugh at it's having everything actually you have to take the words <laughs> as a, i mean if somebody is using the words in a negative connotation yeah, yeah. then yes feel offended hmm. But if it's somebody who's having a bit of banter exactly. with you, that's okay. And isn't it? you know, okay, you fair know. enough. Maybe you've only you know met them for five ten minutes and they're having a bit of banter, yeah. and they might say something that you're like, mm. yeah. But also recognise what it's been taken. They're mm. having banter with you. They're not mm. insulting no. you. They're thinking no, it's exactly. they're thinking they've got some kind of connection yeah. with you. Yeah. Don't get offended by it no. because that is one sure way to break the connection. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. then you've lost. Yeah. yeah. But two people have lost there over yeah. one misunderstanding. Yes. Exactly. Don't. Yeah. I think we've taken so much on the response of how we feel. Yeah. We are forgetting 
or we're not even taking into consideration what somebody is intending. Yeah. And yes. we're so yeah, much about the self yeah. now. Yeah, we are. We're forgetting yeah. our yeah. what's coming in. And I yeah. think we need to swap that. Yeah, I know. Right. I think we're very, very much yeah. about the self now. And Well we're selfish, I suppose, aren't we? That's that's the thing, we're a bit yeah. selfish. We've always feel as though our um our sensibilities are the only ones that should be and and again I mean this is open you know how many people potentially say you can't say that to me you know how do they mean that or they're, or they're doing that just because they feel entitled to that so I mean how many people are really being offended yeah um, so to give examples how many women are necessarily being offended if let's say a man compliments them physically you know. I'm never um, offended by precisely, that precisely you see I'm like thank you very exactly, much exactly you know um, and yeah you can I mean actually I'd, I'd, I'd love to find it I bet I could be wrong but I'm sure a lot of women would actually love to be wolf whistled at and you know I smile like, well there you go you see it's funny exactly and I, mean, and I, I know that's supposed to be wrong and I know it's supposed to be wrong but, but I take it as a compliment yeah if somebody is worth you know if somebody's yeah, taking precisely. the time to wolf with yeah. Whether, yeah. whether they're doing it in irony or not I'm yeah. like they're taking the time it's like you've been noticed it's, it's yeah, yeah I've been noticed yeah. so I you don't know, find that exactly, and I, I, this is what worries me—the notion of something being done innocently and actually being done with love, potentially being done quite well, generously. I think they're trying to compliment you, know, you in yes, some way. You know, and I think I, I think that's where we've got to be careful because, you know, this whole notion of offending people or stepping out uh, over a boundary—I don't think a lot of people intend to. They're not doing it maliciously. And I think men have it know. worse than women on that. I think it's more difficult for men. I think it is yeah. far more difficult yeah, for men than it's it ever been. Yeah, I mean, I think it's. I mean, I, I've noticed, funny enough, Lang. You see, I still notice a lot of women can get away with calling somebody love or darling. I get number well, of shops I go can't. into. Yeah. Men can't, no. But a number of shops I go into, and you know, the lady will give me thank you, darling. She'll say she gives them. I couldn't say that to a woman. No, exactly, and that you know. happened in the eye casualty today. When okay. the, the doctor yeah. or the nurse, whatever, yeah. came out and said, "What's the?" There was I. Uh, I don't know. I'm assuming F1 doctor, nurse, mm. something mm. there with a the patient, mm. and she went, "What was the name of your patient again, darling?" And that's an older woman saying that to a, a young, young man. Yes, totally yeah. fine. Yeah, if he had said that to her, that's not allowed. Not exactly, allowed. and that's no. not fair. No. It's not. Take it in the context. Exactly. It's not a yeah. sexual thing. It's not a sexual it's thing. Just, you know. I'm using it as a. Term and the nice I'm words. Hearing. I mean, love and darling are, are, are nice I enough use words. It. I use them. I think it's really nice. Time. You know, I don't mind being called love. You know, it's nice. A, a, a darling here, love there, chuck. You know, all these. They're nice. They're terms of endearment. They're they're not nasty words. You know, and I think it's sad when. I think you have you to know. take the tone. You take the tone. Yeah. You take the tone. Yeah. And I, the thing is with text and email and everything now it's hard to it's hard to recognize what the tone yeah, is yeah but if someone's talking to you mm. it's like i mean i might find it weird if my boss called me darling but you know depending on how long i know him but yeah. I, I i have always had male bosses yeah yeah bar one right yeah. or male um i wouldn't you know that mm. well, actually no i've had a colleague on the phone who i don't know particularly well yeah. but he is a lot he's a lot older than me he's near yeah. retirement and he was on the phone and he, was, and he went, oh, of course, I'll help you out with your grant. Anything you need, sweetheart. Yeah. And I'm like, he's just called me. I, yeah. I was more surprised because he called me sweetheart because we don't yes. know each other yeah. particularly well. Yeah. More than, he's calling me sweetheart. Yeah. How dare yeah, yeah, he call yeah, me sweetheart. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, he's called me sweetheart. <laughs> That's really sweet. I feel like he, I'm his daughter now. Yeah. It's fine. Well, exactly. You know. These are actually quite nice words, really. I know. Like I said, it's Why context. Why are people but, calling, yeah. putting nice words 
into bad co- I yeah oh, i don't know i i actually don't know what this i don't know what the problem is i just think it's sad because i i i worry that um potentially a lot of people are going to be well a some people might be almost like hauled through the coals um for using words that mean quite endearingly you know yeah. um well, can I, you be endearing to somebody and you're oh geez but it also again it, it's this devaluing thing isn't it because it's if we're okay so we're people of a certain age who know these words and we're obviously wary of using them but we've now got a generation coming so if they're not taught these words if they're not taught to express an emotion let's say how much are we dehumanizing people mm. so if we're you know, if we are a generation who are aware of having to be careful what we say. We know it's in context, blah, blah, blah. Um, but the trouble is, you've then got younger kids, younger generations who are, if they're being brought up with a notion of always being careful, always holding back on an emotion, then what is that doing to them as emotional human beings? I don't know, it's it's back a, in 50 years. Yeah, exactly, place. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the damage is. Excuse me, I just had to say that. I'm paused here. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to the toilet. What time are we on anyway? It's okay, yeah. we're going again. Right, yeah, so we're coming to the end. <laughs> yeah, because we've been there for what, over an hour. Yeah, we said, coming to an hour and ten minutes. The 45 minute yeah. thing has not worked no. really, has it at all? It's been an hour and ten minutes. That's not bad. That's it's quite not bad. bad. It's not bad. It's so, better than um, the two hour thing that we were doing. So, a final thought on the letter B then, Keely. Any final V's, thoughts of V's, or... Um, mm. um, okay. Yeah. Best villain. Villain! Very good. Excellent. I'm Vader. going for Vader, because we just... Vader! God, Vader. Vader! There you go. God, Vader. Very good. That's, that's good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, God. Darth Vader. And yourself? I'd probably go along with that, actually. Vader, Vader's brilliant. Yeah, villain, Vader. Yeah, I like that. So we've covered vampires, vampires, villains, villains. vocabulary. I like villains. the letter V. I'm, I like we, the letter no, V because I think it serves its purpose. It, it's a good letter for lovely things, and it's a good letter for bad things. It's an adaptable letter, hmm. I think. So you don't think much about the V, but you know there's a lot. Yeah, of Yeah, there is a lot of V. The V is a good letter. I like V. I like I'm just V. Sort of another V, which on, is totally feminine, but no. Viagra, no. Vagina. Yes. Vagina. There you are. I just there trying to say vag. all the words. Vagina, there you go, vagina. That could be a, Viagra, Viagra as well. Viagra, Viagra. Actually, they're quite, I think vagina is quite a beautiful word. It's a quite, regardless of connotation, it's a nice vagina. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sitting here as a female going, oh my god, okay. Do you not think so? Is it embarrassing? Is it, is it interesting? It's like, I think it's because society uh, doesn't talk about it. Exactly. You see, we've got so much slang. To do with because the vagina and penis is always you know. bad, and it's like the same. It's a yeah. bad, it's a bad word. It is a bad word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's the vocabulary putting a negative connotation on it when really it's a neutral word. Okay, now this is going to get a bit deep. Slang for female genitalia is actually quite derogatory. Exactly, and no, I don't. I don't. No. I have exactly. all the swear words. That's yeah. the one I cannot stomach. But all of them. If you think about all of them, mm. I mean, they're um, all bad. Yeah, they're all bad. Whereas male stuff is a bit more jokey. So you yeah, can say, like, "Oh, you're such a cock." Yeah. Or, or a dick. Yeah. Or things like that. Yeah. And you, you don't feel yeah, so precisely. You don't feel so dirty. No. Saying it. Exactly. So it's interesting, isn't it? That. Mm. But that's obviously a deep thing. But yeah, yeah, vagina. Vagina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Wrapping up. Um, so a very, very voluptuous podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
we can't say it any better. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me as the final word. Yes. Bye bye. Very very happy. Um, that's it. Valentine's it's May. Um, yeah, yeah. Verily, verily, we bid you adieu. Verily. <laughs> oh, thank you.